Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio with SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. More military aid heading to Ukraine. The $350 million package includes anti-armor, small arms, and various other munitions, body armor, and related equipment. A senior defense official says the assistance also includes Javelin anti-tank weapons. Ben Thomas reporting. Meanwhile, Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky is welcoming efforts to open talks with Russia. In a video message posted today, Zelensky said Turkish President Erdogan and Azerbaijani President Aliyev offered to help organize talks. Diplomatic efforts to end the bloodshed so far have faltered. Zelensky yesterday offered to negotiate a key Russian demand that Ukraine declare itself neutral and abandon its ambition of joining NATO. Meanwhile, more diplomatic efforts are happening as well around the, the world and more sanctions coming in from other countries. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, Brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, Russia attacks Ukraine. Putin's determined to continue this this offensive action, and, and I think he's on the cusp of starting a major war in Europe. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, coming to you from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios. And we asked a couple months ago to you to round up some of your favorite recipes. And we ended up with so many good ones. And we put the best of the best into the world's greatest recipes, Volume 1. Available now free at am1280thepatriot.com. Your weather tonight, partly cloudy and a low 14. Then for tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high of 28. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, 20 years entering its third decade of being right in the middle of the C-list bloggers here in the Twin Cities. Uh, of course, this broadcast one week away from its 18th anniversary on the air, which quite frankly rots my brain. The fact that I've been doing anything for 18 years uh, is, is just a, a smack upside the head. And I mean that in a good way. It's one of those good kicks in the teeth. Uh, if you can picture that. And I, I, I frankly hope you can because I'm running out of metaphors here. But anyway, it's uh, been my pleasure and privilege to be here uh, nearly every weekend for this last 18 years and, and God willing, 18 more. Fingers crossed here. And in that time, one of the, the people that I've most enjoyed having fill in for me uh, when he's not been working at lesser stations is our next guest. Uh, Walter Hudson joins us here. Walter, of course, you've likely heard on this uh, space because He's filled in for me on this space many times. Walter, welcome to the show. 
glad to be here. Uh, appreciate you having me, and I appreciate all the opportunities I've had to chat with your audience when you've been away. Oh, yeah. No, I've appreciated having you. I, actually, the, your first fill-in for me last year, maybe two years ago, was was pretty epic. I, one of the things, I, I think I listened to the podcast several times, the, uh, the Stuff You Wanted to Tell Your Son episode, I believe. Yes, yes. One of my favorites, absolutely. I w- that was fantastic radio, and the kind of stuff I've aspired to myself in, in some ways, so well done. But you're not going to be doing a whole lot of broadcasting in the near future here because your latest endeavor, one that, frankly, I I and a lot of conservatives are thankful you're undertaking here, you're running for the Minnesota House of Representatives. Uh, You're one of those people who saw your opportunity in the redistricting maps and and are jumping at it here. Tell us uh, us a little bit about uh, your last week and a half of uh, campaigning here. Well, it's been wild and crazy, um, but it's something that I was – prepared for as i we all knew that the maps were going to come out yeah um and the the political class this this is kind of like taking a a stick to the hive so to speak and all the bees go scrambling yeah Um, and of course we've seen tons and tons of headlines that have come out of that in terms of who's retiring you were just talking about melissa france and yeah um and that whole situation and that's one of many dramas that have emerged yeah um and so I knew that there was a likelihood, based on my conversations um, with my own state rep, Eric Lucero, and uh, state senator, Mary Kiff Meyer, um, and other political folks in the area out there in Wright County, um, that there we anticipated that there was going to be some shifting in the lines right. and that it may result in a district opening up. Of course, you never know exactly how it's going to pan out. Right. Um, but as it turned out, we had an open Senate district where I and Eric Lucero live. Um, he made the decision that he was going to seek that Senate seat. Okay. Um, and so I put my name forward for re- consideration for endorsement to replace him in the new House District 30A. So Lucero, I, and I haven't heard this because I've been so focused on East Metro stuff myself over this past week or so, but uh, two weeks? How long has it been? It's been a while now. About a week and a half. <laughs> week was, and a half. It was a, it was a week from Tuesday. It's last. been a busy week and a half. What can yeah. I say here? But I had not heard about Lucero going for Senate. Uh, Kiff Meyer's seat. That'll be a... Hopefully, hold everything nice and even in the at least in that Senate seat here. Uh, Eric, uh, of course, longtime friend of the broadcast here, opening up a House seat that has been a reliable Republican seat for quite some time here. Uh, so, of course, uh, we'll we'll talk about your background in the area here. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you get through the endorsement process, I mean, odds. How you feeling about the odds? Pretty good about it. Yeah. I mean, look, we've my opponent seeking endorsement as well mm-hmm. um, is a guy who I've known for a long time um, who is a good guy I mean I don't it's 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 not conventional wisdom says I shouldn't talk well of my opponent yeah um, but I really can't say anything bad about him in terms of um, his history and uh, what he stands for I think he'd be more than than adequate if the delegates choose to endorse him obviously I think I'm the better candidate yeah uh, and we could get into the hows and whys later on if you'd like. Yeah. Um, but oh, we I would I, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely feel comfortable yeah. um, going into the endorsement convention. I'm certainly not taking anything for granted. I know I have to make the case. You know, the delegates out there and conservatives generally in Wright County are a justifiably skeptical bunch. Um, yeah. And they're not going to take your word for it. They want to know. Uh, it for certain in their own mind and heart who you are and what you stand for. Tell me a little bit about conservatives in Wright County, because I'm a conservative in Ramsey County. I sure. feel a little bit like a Ukrainian guerrilla sure. uh, venturing into into Russia days like today. But uh, they're skeptical. I mean, they, they live in, in the promised land, at least from my perspective, as someone who's, quote, represented, end quote, by Rena Moran and Sandy Pappas. Yeah. 
I, I what what tell us a little bit about Wright County Republicans and conservatives that some of the rest of us need to know. Well, it's it's an interesting. So you living where you do. Yeah. Um, and I operating in the space that I've operated in where I'm speaking to a broader audience of Minnesotans than just the conservatives who live in Wright County. Right. I'm used to not pulling my punches, but shaping my rhetoric, my presenting it in a way that is that that people will hear and right. understand in a, on a broader audience. When you get out to Wright County, there's none of that. It's just right. pure. It's 100 percent pure mainline conservatism and there's there's they just get straight to the heart of the language and telling you exactly what it means and exactly how they feel conservative red meat for breakfast lunch and dinner there you go and it's it's very refreshing and it makes you realize how uh kind of traumatized you've been in every other area right like (laughs) when when i go to the cities to be on the radio or when i go to the cities to engage uh, with legislators at the capitol or whatever it is that i'm doing you you end up coming back with a kind of leftist exposure trauma, yes. for lack of a better term, <laughs> that you have to get over. And they provide the uh, antidote for that. It's good folk. And, of course, I, I go visit my, my, my kin in North Dakota. I just think, this is what it must be like to, to swim in a, in a sea of red freedom. Yes. And, and I have to come back here. Anyway, Trump so. signs everywhere, even now, <laughs> two years later, tiling the landscape. Not just Trump signs, but huge, 60-foot-wide Trump signs oh, driving yeah. across. The, in, in, in a county with, like, 2,000 people. Right. Anyway, uh, side story. At any rate, yeah. So this, this anyway. All, all stories shake. Uh, safeish district here, and and your big. It's, it's sort of like the opposite of running in Minneapolis and St. Paul, where the endorsement is really right. the battle that matters here. And, right. and by the way, kudos for running a campaign for their endorsement on principles and issues rather than than slagging away at at, uh, at each other at this point here it's it's by the way i'm i'm uh, bound to say i offer equal time to your opponent should they uh, should he care to uh, get some equal time on the radio here Absolutely. and uh, broadcast to the people of Wright county that's how we do it here so you have been thinking about this for some time obviously you've been heavily involved as a, as a political pundit for some time but also actually doing the job you've been an albertville city council person for yes. how long now this is my third term they have not been consecutive okay. and one of them was only part of a term because i was appointed to fill a vacancy okay uh, but i recently won re-election in 2020 that's right um and so this is technically my third term as albertville city council member and so w- describe the process you went through in thinking about this this i want to run for the the the, the legislature here well, it, it really comes down to the why. Like, what what is it that I hope to accomplish in this role? And through my commentary and my activism, the thing I've always been trying to affect is is to make the case to to people who, first of all, to provide uh, a, a kind of inspiration and affirmation and encouragement and battle cry for our own side. Yeah, because um, I think a lot of times folks get frustrated with not not necessarily being able to articulate exactly what it is that they're upset about. They know they're upset. Yeah. They know what's going on is wrong, but they can't quite find the words to say it. And uh, you and I are in this space where that's our job. Yeah. We come up with the words to say it, <laughs> and that's why people tune in, because they're like, yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. That's, that's what needs to be said. I'm glad somebody's standing up and saying it. What I want to do is I want to take that to the platform of the state legislature and be able to have that same sort of affirming effect, that battle cry effect 
on my cohort who's already there on the House caucus of Republicans, um, because I think and it, it's not just at this point, it's more than just a, a theory. Yeah, I've gathered evidence in the last <laughs> week and a half um, that there's a disconnect between the folks who are already down there yeah. and the folks who are out in the districts um, who are attending BPOU meetings and going to, to church meetings and, and what have you. Yeah. Um, there, there is a disconnect between what people want and how angry they are about not having it and the process that is enacted by the legislature. Uh, you just, you know, I, I want to drill into that. Why don't you describe that disconnect? I mean, because on the one hand, the difference between a, a, a radical and the establishment is one election. I mean, all of all of us yeah. who are involved in the Tea Party oh, yeah. remember that process. You know, going from uh, being radical outsiders in two thousand nine to being the establishment in right. twenty eleven here. So, but but it's different this time around for a lot of different reasons, and there's a lot of dynamics pulling on conservatives on the party, on the state, obviously. So, describe this disconnect that you're that you're seeing between the Republican street. Uh, out out in greater Minnesota and the people we have uh, in the halls of government. So I, I think what it comes down to, if I'm going to pick one thing, sure. it's the the centralized concern amongst the caucus and the party for winning the next election. Right. It's, it's a kind of um, myopic, narrow vision on what's 10 feet in front of you. Yeah. That has to do with gaining this seat, keeping this district, yeah. um, dealing with the with the poll that just came out. Yeah. Um, and it's very reactive and it's very much concerned with the the basics, nuts and bolts, blocking and tackling of electoral politics. Right. And what I see, especially looking at our opponents on the left, is is a broader battleground yeah. that encompasses many different spheres of influence that. It's a war for the culture. I mean, we talk about being culture warriors, right? Yeah. But it really, truly is a war for the culture. And in that war, you cannot be singularly focused on the logistics of this particular battle, right? Yeah. You have to you have to have a strategy for the long term that takes into account the entire front. Yeah. Um, and I don't see that in place right now. Yeah, and in fact, we've. <laughs> it's driven me to distraction. Some of the examples to the opposite that we have seen. I mean, in, in particular, the last time, uh, the first time that the, uh, that Gazelka was the, the, the sec uh, the, the Senate uh, majority leader. Right. And he had a pretty significant, not a huge majority, but a significant enough majority. Right. And he could have actually taken, taken a few electoral risks. I say this as a, as a Monday morning quarterback and pro as we all by nature are in this business. I mean, uh, at least for now, until you get elected, you're a Monday morning quarterback like me. Right. Uh, but he, he, he demurred on a lot of that because he wanted to protect his freshmen. Like, yeah. This is why we have the freshmen. This is why the voters gave you these freshmen to get right. out there and kick a little Democrat. Tush, and, right. and it didn't happen. And, and I say this with all due respect to the, the things that Paul Gazalka has accomplished, uh, is fighting some very difficult battles. That being said, the battle was a lot less difficult when he had a little bit of that anger at his disposal that he could have, or and a lot of us believe should have worked with here. So, What I've been telling who may become my future colleagues, I spent two days this week down at the Capitol as part of uh, the Wright County Republican Legislative Action Committee. Right. And that's a group of grassroots folks who go down to the Capitol every year to to offer our list of legislative priorities and to talk about the bills that we support or oppose. And the, the top level thing that I've been talking to them about 
uh, is precisely this. It's it's the fact that you need to provide voters with a value proposition. Because yeah. what we've already all heard, cycle after cycle, as long as I've been involved, as long as you've been involved, the, what we always hear is, well, that's great, we'd love to do it, but we don't have the majority in the House right. or the Senate, or we don't have the governor's office, or we, we need to win statewide. That's why you need to come out and vote for us. That's why this election is so important. Yeah. And none of those, those statements are all true. Yeah. But they're not compelling reasons to come out and vote. Why? Because we've seen what happens when Republicans have all three legs of the stool on the federal level. Yeah. Nothing under George W. Bush. Nothing under the first two years of Trump. Yep. Congress not being willing willing to deliver on what they had promised. And yep. fairly or unfairly, that suspicion coming out of that exper- experience is applied to the state legislature. And none of that matters to the vast majority of voters who do not pay attention. I'll be charitable before Labor Day of election year. And that's that's the, the ones who are particularly ahead of the game. So I want to come back to that when we come uh, when we return after this quick break. We're talking with Walter Hudson, candidate for a district. What's your district? Another new district here? 30A. 30A. I have to remember all the new ones now. Uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-448. If you have questions on the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Wouldn't it be great to receive free quotes from multiple top-rated contractors on siding, roofing, and window jobs with absolutely zero pushy salespeople invading your house with one-size-fits-all overpriced options? I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As many Patriot listeners know, one short meeting with me will result in competitive estimates emailed to you a few days later with no obligation to buy. With today's supply chain issues, the most common question I get lately is how long until the work can be done? Straight answer. If you would like to see some new windows in your house in the summer, now is the time to call me. Lead times are up to six months for window installs, double than what we've ever seen in the past. So whether you would like a few windows quoted or all of them, We'll go over the best options that fit your house and stand up to our extreme temperature swings. If you decide to move forward, I'll come back out to write up the order so we can get the clock ticking on your new windows. Set up a short meeting with me. Go to GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. What makes successful investors successful? There are a few traits shared by some of the great ones of our time. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing those attributes and sharing what you can do to set yourself up for success. Wouldn't you like to know if you're on track? 
Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or you can call them right now with your questions at 855 231 6010. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more at iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, don't forget, Tuesday evening, you'll hear what Joe Biden's teleprompter has to say about the Russian invasion of Ukraine, record-setting inflation, public health, our country's budget, and perhaps our $30 trillion in debt, in case you think you're having trouble holding your food down now. Join us anyway for live coverage this Tuesday evening from 8 to 10 p.m., streaming with our free app and the am1280thepatriot.com website. Uh, Streaming, yeah, app, website, any way you want to go. Join us for the State of the Union. I'll be doing some Mystery Science Theater 3000-style heckling from the home studio, no doubt. It's time to to pay attention to these things. Anyway, we're talking with Walter Hudson, uh, candidate for District 30... 30A. A. I was going to guess B. Good thing I asked. 30A. Uh, Running for uh, currently Eric Lucero's seat. Eric Lucero is uh, running for Senate. Uh, If you have questions, you want to comment, you have questions or concerns or feedback for Walter Hudson, give us a call. 651-289-4488. Or join us on the hashtag Narn Show on Twitter. Gab, parlor, me, we, getter, but not yet truth. We'll uh, see if anyone can get signed up for that. Um, and hopefully we'll see a shakeout in social media because, boy, logging into six social media platforms every Saturday. Right. That just feels like 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 indentured servitude. <laughs> At any rate. So let's uh, let's talk about the proverbial. Uh, a metaphorical elephant in the room here, the uh, the Minnesota State Republican Party. It's been through its uh, contortions, it's fair to say, over this past year. Those contortions continue uh, over this past week with the passing of Jim Hagedorn. That, of course, is not your concern necessarily running in Wright County. Uh, but yet there is a the little issue of how the Republican Party breaks a losing streak that makes the early Tampa Bay Buccaneers look like a juggernaut. I mean, right. it's 16 years since we've won a statewide election. Um, and and sometimes looking for evidence that the party's learned anything from that lesson, Walter Hudson. I mean, you, you uh, your own race aside, mm-hmm. let's talk about the, uh, the statewide Republican Party. I mean, any grounds for optimism or pessimism that you're seeing in the way the, the, the party is conducting affairs in this uh, this cycle? Well, I don't think we have time at this juncture to to waste in recrimination and looking back and blaming right. people for how we got to the position we're in. Right. When you look at where we're at and how we move forward, I see tons of opportunity to improve the overall movement, yeah. of which I think the party is only one piece. Yeah. Because again, there are multiple different spheres of influence in the culture um, and politics and government and political parties are, are only one part of that overall process. I think what the party needs to do, and by the part, let's be specific about what I mean by the party. Yeah. Because I think when we talk about the party, we're usually talking about somebody else, right? We're usually talking about yep. whoever the chair is or perhaps the executive committee, yeah. the people at the top. What I mean by the party is me. Yes. And you, the people who come out to caucus, the people who go to the BPOU meetings, um, the folks who who are knocking on doors and marching in parades, we need to reform our engagement with the culture around us. Yeah. Um, I think this is as true 
um, in Republican politics in the state of Minnesota as it is with, for instance, the church globally. Yeah. There, there needs to be a reformation of, of how we're engaging. We need to be, to be speaking to people with a sense of primarily moral conviction, yeah. not pulling our punches, talking about what's right, talking about what's wrong, condemning evil, call, you, calling people out by name for committing it when we see it. Um, and, and in that sense, calling people, especially young people, to a battle. This is something that young men crave. Yeah. Not just young men, but especially young men. Yeah. Battle. And there are many battles that need to be fought, many dragons that need to be slayed. Yeah. Um, and if, if we put out a message and a call to action that is attractive in that it engages people in a fight that actually means something, we'll be able to grow the party, we'll be able to grow the movement, we'll be able to win elections, and we'll be able to change the culture. I am so glad you brought that up because I was a young, <laughs> I, was, I was in college, I, actually I was, I was in high school when Ronald Reagan first ran for president. I was, two, I was three weeks too young to vote, and I wouldn't have voted for Ronald Reagan. I identified probably as a Democrat, but I was having some second thoughts. But it was the thought that Ronald Reagan brought to the White House and that he brought to the Republican Party along with the likes of Jack Kemp and uh, and John McCain in his early years the thought that you that 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 I at this time of my life would be on the side of those plucky Polish protesters who were who were who were plugging away at the Russian bear this time 42 years ago and and the the fact that the, the idea that we were in this battle for the for the future of western civilization which i was just starting to realize the value of at that point in my life and as a young fellow who had written a platform for north dakota boys state when he was 17 that would have made paul wellstone blanch that was a big change indeed and that's a fascinating observation yes young men do like the fight they like they like the feeling that, that they are part of something that may not have to land on omaha beach but is still fighting a major battle for the benefit of their generation and their progeny. Absolutely right. Well, and it's also it it has the effect of not only inspiring people to fight today, but it also calls up the hypocrisy of the left. Yes, because what the left is constantly doing is appealing to historical morality plays. Yeah, in order to virtue signal. So they'll talk about chattel slavery from hundreds of years ago. They'll talk about Jim Crow, which is not currently a problem at all. Yes. Um, they will, they will talk about all of these issues. They'll talk about the Holocaust. They'll bring up Nazis. They'll call you one. Oh yeah. Um, they, they take extraordinarily safe moral positions on settled controversies that have no impact or effect upon our current life yes. and then ignore the actual moral atrocities that they are participating in and advocating for here and now. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the battle that I've been begging statewide Republican candidates for 18 years now to engage in. I mean, the one I personally am most closely engaged in as a resident of St. Paul, as someone who pulled his kids out of the public schools and put them into the charter system where uh, the charter schools in both cities are more uh, minority, more immigrant, more English as a second language than the district schools themselves. That's a, a result of thousands of minority immigrant English as a second language parents seeing the, the the garbage sandwich that the school system has given their children and looking for that lifeboat, which the DFL has tried to torpedo repeatedly yes. over the decades here. And why we haven't had every single statewide candidate in the city. Yes. Putting on a, a public school, a charter school parents forum to let these parents know, well, who's what and who's on their side yeah. is just uh, shames me. Absolutely. And, and let me say, so the district that I'm aiming to represent yeah. uh, 
is one that is, frankly, not to be too confident or cocky, um, it's a layup for Republicans. Of course. We're, we're going to win it, yeah. um, regardless of who the endorsed candidate is. Hopefully, right. hopefully, I would like to be that endorsed candidate. Okay. Um, but in the event that I am, I'm not going to just sit back on my laurels and coast to the general election and right. be content with being a state representative. Yay me. I get to wear my crown, right? <laughs> yeah. like that, that's not what I'm interested in. Right. I'm interested in forwarding the movement. I'm interested in doing so statewide. Yeah. And given my proximity to the metro, I want to do exactly what you're talking about. Excellent. I, I want to go into those neighborhoods. I want to get to know the people who are already there. I want to engage with the, the BPOUs that are within the sound of our voices now that are, that are down there in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, and f- get to know who they know and start having some real meaningful conversations about how we change things in Minnesota. And this is the time for that. Con- I mean, it's always time for that conversation. But right now, especially when, and, and you will get this joke, Walter, having been an ob- observer of, of the Twin Cities political scene, but when Don Samuels sounds like Barry Goldwater compared to the rest of Minneapolis politics, you know the time is ripe for some kind of change yes. if someone has got the guts to bring it right. into the city. Walter Hudson, we've gone here half an hour. We have hardly talked about your campaign or your value proposition. We need to do that. Can we keep you another segment or so here? Absolutely. You've had a long drive. I may as well make it worth the, the trip here. Uh, by the way, if you have a question or comment for Walter Hudson, who is running in District 30A... I think I got it right here. All right, right. good. Uh, I still botch Mary Franzen's district every single time, and I probably have to relearn it now, too, don't I? At any rate, give us a call, 651-289-4488, or join us on Twitter, Gab, Parlor, MeWe, or Getter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Either way, operators are standing by. Love to have you join us. Either way. By the way, just, just to make sure we do some of the campaign needful here and set up the next segment of the conversation here. What's your campaign website, Walter? HudsonForMN.com. HudsonForMN.com. I will post that at ShotInTheDark.info when I get a moment here uh, after the broadcast, obviously. So we'll uh, do that while, while Jack Tomzak is working his way into the studio. We'll, we'll make that happen here. So anyway, uh, join us here, 651-289-4488. We'll talk about yeah, what happens in uh, District 30A, and as as well as uh, you know, Walter Hudson's uh, plans for his first 100 days in office here. Uh, not that that has a whole lot of meaning for legislators, but work with me here. Uh, join us, won't you please? Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest. Resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. 
some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. you have questions or comments for Walter Hudson, who is running for a Minnesota House District 30A, replacing Eric Lucero, who, God willing, with a tailwind and uh, getting through the nominations, the endorsements, of course, uh, will hopefully be replacing uh, Mary Kiffmeyer. Not to take a side in any endorsement races here. I have no idea if someone else is running for that, and it's not my position to be taking part, taking sides in party races. Again, equal time is offered for all of these uh, races here. Uh, in fact, equal time is offered to the Democrat as well. By all means, come on out. No, I'd <laughs> love to have you join me here. Uh, to any and all Democrats, as I will re- reiterate my invitation to every statewide Democrat office holder to come on the show once and for all. <laughs> At any rate, uh, let's go to the phones. St. Paul, uh, Robert, you are on the air with Walter Hudson. Hi. Uh, my question for Walter is, no, I've, I've always really enjoyed hearing you on the radio. My question to you is, what really motivates a person to pursue political office? I, I mean, I assume you've got good motives, and I, I just—it seems like such a dirty industry. What would be your answer? Why you want to get involved with politics? Good question. Yeah, it, it's an essential question. Um, why would anybody want to subject themselves <laughs> to this? And I, I think it's rational to be suspicious of the motives of anybody who throws their hat in the ring for consideration for a public office. I'm frustrated with the process. Um, right. I'm, I'm frustrated with the what I see as opportunities lost. Um, to take moral ground in the debate with the left. Yeah. Um, I think Republicans, you know, with all due respect to my potential future colleagues, I think we pull our punches. I think we're too deferential. 
I think we are too concerned with being respected uh, amongst the mainstream media and not getting bashed over the head in the editorial page of the Star Tribune. <laughs> I think we need to throw all that out the window. I think we need to take a, 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 a Delmay-Care approach to whether or not we're liked yeah. by um, anyone outside of um, who, who's on the opposite side of our movement. And we need to fight hard and throw elbows um, and call things as we see them and call them out for the evil that they are and they advocate for righteousness and define it as righteousness. We are on the side of good and justice and, and uh, what is true and right and factual. And yeah. we shouldn't be shy about that. And that's there, what's motivating me. There's that. nothing immoral about throwing an elbow as long as you're throwing it on behalf of the truth. I mean, you, don't, right. you, you, can, you can get in there and mix it up. Without being Javi Maria. So tell us a little bit about, uh, by the way, I don't care much for Javi Maria. Uh, I don't know if you've had to deal with him. Anyway, it's, it's it, it, point being, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's say all goes well. You get the endorsement. You get right. the election. Uh, you go to St. Paul. Uh, heaven help you. And, and uh, before I get to that, I just got to say, there's this, there's this meme, this sort of trope in libertarian conservative politics. And you and I both come out of the libertarian wing of the Republican Party and conservatism. That all politicians are equally bad, and it's time yes. to just wipe them all out. Right. So I, I, I just, I push. I mean, of course, there's some terrible politicians out there, Ryan Winkler, and yet, <laughs> uh, sorry, um, and, and yet there are. I, I can name for you a handful, uh, at least a handful, from just off the top of my head, of some people who are not there to get rich, right. who are there to do the right thing. Right. I could, I, I could name. I mean, people I un, unabashedly name: Dave Osmek, Jim Nash. Uh, Eric Lucero, uh, for that matter, people who are there to do the right thing and do it the right way and, and are, are there for motives that I can't possibly impugn in any way. Uh, but so I just want to make sure I got that out of the way here. That it's perfectly as dirty as the industry is. There are some clean, right, uh, noble, upright people. And we need more of them. And to, to go do that work that you're saying needs to be done, Walter right. Hudson. So let's talk about you in office here. Uh, first hundred days comparisons don't really matter if you're not in the uh, executive branch. But tell a little bit about what the voters of Wright County can expect from their representative if you are, in fact, he. Well, I think my top level concern uh, is pushing back against tyranny. I had a friend just yesterday, in fact, point out, and I can't believe this is true, but you can verify it right now as we speak. The Merriam-Webster dictionary definition of the word dictator is... A person granted absolute power during an emergency. The Roman definition, yes. That is the top level 1A <laughs> definition in the dictionary right now for a dictator. And so it can be truthfully said beyond contest, beyond argument, that we lived under a dictator here in the state of Minnesota yep. during 2020 while uh, Governor Walls maintained his emergency powers. And it's you have to note, that even though he relinquished he he relinquished the emergency itself yeah he still retains the capacity to call it again at any moment at any time he could just decide he's going to put that crown right back on his head yep and be the and make my job that i'm trying to get state representative completely meaningless yeah the legislature was made wholly impotent yeah for that entire period of time which through extension means you were that's right. One man said he gets to decide the most intimate details of of six million people's lives in yep. the state of Minnesota without any input from those people or their representatives whatsoever. That can never happen again. Absolutely. And I remember 2015 when the, the Second Amendment crowd pushed through a restriction on the governor against the governor, allowing the governor, specifically disallowing the governor to confiscate firearms and shut down gun stores 
and and the like under the color of a state of emergency. And people called us paranoid. Well, I guess we showed them, didn't we? That was one one area. One of very few areas that the governor and his administration couldn't shut down by fiat here. And so uh, presumably one of your goals and and a goal I've been hearing from every Republican up and down the ticket from the governor candidates on the way down to the legislature is to do something about emergency powers. What do we do with emergency powers, Walter Hudson? Well, we we get rid of them, basically. Uh, And you hear a lot of pushback from folks saying, well, you know, the governor needs to retain the power to appropriate funds during a tornado or a flood or this, that, or the other thing. I think there are ways that we can accommodate that that do not entail the executive uh, assuming absolute power in the state, being able to decide whether or not a business can be open or a child can go to school. That it is never appropriate. You mean to tell me that a tornado comes through town? And I need the governor to tell me whether or not I should send my kid to school. I need the governor to decide whether or not my business should open. There's plenty of rules at the local level about sending kids to a demolished school. I think we can trust the locals on that. I think we can trust parents and business owners and the people to decide whether or not they're assuming more risk than is worth their time. Right. Um, and that and that is what was taken away from the people. It was the ability to weigh risk against their own values, yep. it, filtered through their own judgment. It's inappropriate to do that, and we can't allow that to ever happen again. Kill it with fire. Yes. Uh, R- R- Wright County certainly has to be looking at the happenings of this last two years and thinking law and order is is job, if not number one, certainly number two, right up there. Uh, what's what's What are you hearing in Wright County? So when we talk about the governor assuming unilateral control over 6 million people in the state, that is active tyranny, right? That's the boot on your throat. What I'm just as concerned about is passive tyranny. And and this is when the government that is tasked with upholding the law and upholding your rights and maintaining order decides it's not going to today. Yeah. Right? Decides, well, we're just going to let the city burn. Yeah. Um, We're just going to let thugs run around in the street and tear things up we're going to allow people to be carjacked and we're, we're not going to provide any sort of response to that we're going to allow well-connected thugs to actively attack your your free speech yes. as happened in march of 17 against the republican rally in the state rotunda where where we're anti quote and quote anti end quote fa yeah i mean it's like if you are a conservative in the city you have to have your, your eye looking out of your shoulder because you know there's going to be some goon out there thinking about right. shutting you down. It's happened. Well, and what we have developing in, in Minnesota is a, a two-tier system of justice, yeah. and it's largely defined by metro and rural. Yeah. And it's a, it's a concern. Look, as somebody who believes in the decentralization of power, separation, and division of, of the branches and what have you, yeah. it I'm conflicted about the concept of preemption, right? The state coming in and telling municipalities how they ought to run their business. But when you have a city like Minneapolis or a city like St. Paul that's actively deciding they're just not going to do anything about crime. Yeah. Um, they're going to let felons back out on the street. They're going to suspend bail. They're going to, you got attorneys general and county attorneys who are just not going to prosecute felony crime. Yeah. That is not a localized problem. That is not a local issue because that criminal, that felon, that fiend, can cross the county line pretty easily, <laughs> right? They're not confined to Minneapolis or St. Paul. Yeah. And, it, and it's going to become a problem, and it already is, in the inner ring suburbs and sooner or later out in my neck of the woods. Now, we're a little bit more prepared for it out in Wright County. I have no idea um, what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, but t- to that point, yes. I think what needs to happen 
um, is not just support for law enforcement, which has been long eroded. And by the way, is going to have a generational impact because right now you don't even have officers in training. Nobody yeah. wants the job. No. Who would? Yeah, you're, right. you're, you're volunteering for maximum risk and zero reward. Yeah. That's, that's our current situation with law enforcement. So that needs to change. But in addition to that, in the absence of the state doing its job, that job falls back to the people. And that means that they must be free to do it. We need stand your ground. We need castle doctrine. Yep. We need constitutional carry. We need the not just the preservation of Second Amendment rights, the right to keep and bear arms, but the assurance a father defending his family yes. needs to have absolute confidence that he will not be prosecuted for doing so. As it currently stands, you are at greater legal risk defending your family in the street yep. than you are mugging a family in the street. Yeah. And that is unacceptable. It absolutely is. And there's angles to that that we need to discuss. By the way, education, uh, critical race theory, or whatever version of it that has been passed down to, to schools uh, is, is another hot topic. It's a hot topic in the city proper. I imagine it's got to be a, a major issue out in Wright County. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the first things I hear about when I talk to delegates um, and we talk to any conservative. And it's not just conservatives. I, yeah. I think... We need to not abandon that label, but we, we need to come up with new labels. We need to come up with new labels because that's one of the things the other side picks at is that, right. well, they're not. I mean, yeah, so that's something they teach in law school and graduate sociology problems, yeah, uh, programs. Well, that's all true, but you take its byproducts and, it, and its assumptions and you push that down to college, to high school, to to elementary school kids. And, and that's you're, you're getting the output from that thought process getting getting pushed down to your children in the public school system you absolutely are well i, I think when you grant when you take crt and you turn it into a conservative liberal left right issue yeah you're giving that whole concept way too much credit it does yeah. not deserve to to be uh turned into a partisan division like that because True. what crt is at its essence what it is is it is a religious belief system yeah. it is a mystical worldview it is ethnic gnosticism it is the idea that the color of my skin gives me knowledge that and you will hear them talk about that when they talk about you checking your privilege yes or um the the black experience or your lived experience what they are referring to there is the notion that being black endows you with knowledge that a non-black person simply cannot have. And that having white skin endows you with some sort of vice, some evil that right. you can never expiate no matter what you do. It's the, the ultimate originals. Can we keep you one more segment? We sure. got a phone call on the line. There's so much yet to talk about. Let's uh, take a quick break. 651-289-4488 the number to call if you have questions or comments for Walter Hudson. Mike in St. Paul, be patient. We'll be right with you. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Appliance prices are going up, but not at PJ's. We have hundreds of appliances in stock for you to take home right now. New LG models have just arrived. Plus, we just opened our new store in Maplewood. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. 
How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's Appliance Outlet has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers, dryers, and dishwashers from trusted brands like LG, Electrolux, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, and more. We're also the exclusive dealer for the Ilve handmade Italian stoves. Don't pay inflated prices for name brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big dollars at either our Plymouth or new Maplewood location. Visit our showrooms or find us online at pjsappliantsoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. The vast majority of women who come to Robbinsdale Women's Center feel overwhelmed, hopeless, and think abortion is their only way out of an unplanned or unwanted pregnancy. Hi, I'm Victoria, one of the patient advocates at Robbinsdale Women's Center. We provide information in a compassionate and non-judgmental way. We are a woman's best initial step as she processes her pregnancy options. Through counseling and ultrasound, many of these women realize that abortion is not their only option. For the moms and dads that choose life, Robbinsdale Women's Center provides parenting programs to help prepare them. On average, five women each week that are initially considering or being coerced to choose abortion instead choose life. This work is very challenging, but the rewards are life-changing. Your donations to RWC will help make more miraculous life decisions possible. Visit rwcinfo.org to donate. That's rwcinfo.org. You can now lose your job for refusing to call a biological male she. And confused children are being pumped full of drugs to block puberty. How have we gotten to this point? The compelling new documentary, The Tragedy of Gender Confusion, has now been banned from online streaming. See the program the corporate media wants to hide from you. Get the DVD at SalemNowStore.com. Isn't it time you trade your old salt hog for a new wet technology water softener from Commerce? Commerce will give you $400 for your old softener and haul it away too. Save salt, save water, and you're back. Go to Commerce.com. Commerce Water. That's Commerce.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions or comments, for Walter Hudson, running for District 30A, uh, the, the greater Albertville area, the Albertville Metroplex, I believe. Uh, it's Rockford Township, Hanover, Albertville, St. Michael, and much of Otsego. You just listed a bunch of towns that I have only been to in the last six months, ever. It's all my years in the Twin Cities. I have never spent any time in Wright County, literally zero, until this last Oh, three since Halloweenish there or thereabouts. Mm. So lovely place. It has yeah. an unseemly smell of prosperity about it. I, I love going <laughs> out there. By the way, uh, speaking with just a quick uh, plug here. Uh, my band Elephant in the Room, uh, our fall, our winter tour wrapping up for the moment. At least next Saturday at the Stillwater Bowl in Stillwater. Uh, a lot of fun. We played out there three weeks ago. Had a blast. We're going to be out there again this coming Saturday. Last night, we were at the Fridley Legion. That place was absolutely hopping. Looking forward to getting out there again. Thanks to all of you who came out from the crowd. We're actually getting an awful lot of listeners coming out to these gigs, which is always kind of fun. Hope to see you next week at Stillwater. Let's go to the phones in St. Paul. Mike, welcome to the Northern Alliance. You're on the air with Walter Hudson. Hello, gentlemen. Uh have missed both of your voices over the last year uh fled a year ago to an unnamed free state to the west okay but 
what I was wondering, just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I, I feel your pain. Tell me at least that you yeah. picked the right Dakota and not the South one. <laughs> I will. Um, You'll take the fifth. The That's fine. Yeah. You're yeah. on the air with Walter yeah. Hudson. Go right ahead. Okay. So uh, in light of the fact that it's been revealed that the current uh, dementia patient in office has not chosen to take the one sanction that could cripple Putin and bring him to his knees, which is his oil industry. Uh, I started thinking, is it possible in your guys' minds that he knew all along, that being Biden, he knew all along this was going to happen, and that's why he made the gaffe about if it's a minor incursion, and which leads me to believe do you guys think that Putin's got the goods on him or Hunter? And Putin has known all along that he was not going to have his oil industry sanctioned, which, again, would cripple him. What do you, what do you think the odds are of that? Excellent question, uh, Mike. Thank you very much. I, I, my take on this right now, I'll just drive in here real quick, is it's always a good axiom never to ascribe to malice what can be just as easily explained by stupidity or entitlement or just not knowing what on earth you're doing, which when it comes to foreign policy is never a bad guess. Frankly, either party, but the Democrats have gotten to some ama- uh, us into some amazing blunders. I mean, you look at the, the first year of the Biden administration, we're talking two major foreign policy calamities that I think are both equally explainable by just not being all that bright and very, very wired in with things. Walter. Well, I'll put in a plug for, even though I have no relationship with them whatsoever, I'll put in a plug for the Daily Wire. If you're a member to the Daily Wire, they have a video series called The Enemy Within yeah. um, that I've been checking out that goes into, dives into the details of Biden and other Democrats and American elites relationship with China. Yeah. And it is relevant because we're talking about, you know, all we heard while Donald Trump was in office was how he was a Russian puppet and Russian collusion and the importance of keeping foreign interests out of our politics. And of course it was all one giant hypocritical, hypocritical rant um, because all of the folks who are making those accusations are to one degree or another compromised by foreign powers, especially China and indeed Russia as well. So I, I don't think it's beyond the scope of plausibility to speculate as to uh, nefarious motives uh, having an influence upon the administration's response to the situation in Ukraine. But of course, we can't know for sure one way or the other. And I like to stick with with conclusions that I can draw some evidence for. And sure. there is there's and I, again, like you say, I rule nothing out. I nothing would surprise me after after some of the media skullduggery. Yep. Of the past six years, I, I put nothing past anyone, but I, I think evidence of just not knowing what they're doing goes back a long way. It's a long tradition of being, uh, what was the what was the term, uh, whores in the kitchen and generals in the bedroom? I, f- I forget. But uh, when it comes to Democrat foreign policy, at any rate, I may have gotten the metaphor, but you know what I'm talking right, about right, here, right. Walter Hudson. So I, I think we can probably say that you're not going to be sending Wright County troops to Ukraine under any circumstances. That is safe, seeing as how uh, no such organized militia exists that I'm aware of. Absolutely. And, and by the way, it, it's also interesting, I think, that, that uh, President Biden, in announcing his sanctions, and I know this is not a big legislative issue, so I'll make this last point, but he shied away 
from going after SWIFT, which is the access to the international banking system that, right. in fact, does provide whatever bread and butter Russian ha- Russia has for its energy exports on the world market. Without SWIFT, they are back to Cold War era without the Cold War uh, level posture of importance. Right. Anyway, so back to Wright County, back to uh, seat 30A here. So uh, tell us a little bit about what kind of help you need from the people of Wright County as you head towards, well, certainly the nomination. You're going to be running uh, for the endorsement here in coming weeks. I think your convention's got to be coming up pretty quick here. It is. um, We're going to have a convention on March 19th. Uh, The delegates should be getting that call relatively soon, as I understand it. And obviously that's where my focus is right now because I want to secure that endorsement. The endorsement's very important to me. It's do or die. If I don't get it, then I'm done. Um, I think that's – as somebody who's been an activist um, in the party for over 10 years, it's always been important to me to have that from candidates that I've supported – um, and so I want to maintain that now that I am a candidate as well. You're a Wright County Republican. I, with the understanding that you're keeping this campaign above board and on issues and not going after the other candidate right. uh, who's, who's running, who, by the way, equal time is hereby offered, uh, why should a Wright County Republican activist vote for you as opposed to your opponent? Sure. As I mentioned previous, I don't believe you would get much of a difference in terms of how either of us would vote down at the legislature. But, of course, this job involves so much more than that. It's so much more than just how you vote on particular bills. Um, it's also how you engage with the caucus and with the public. Uh, and, and I have a vision that's broader than just District 30A. I have, I have a vision, as we talked about earlier in the program, of being an ambassador to the, the metro BPOUs um, and building a, a, a network of relationships in those communities so that we can. The practical political reason, of course, is to squeeze additional percentage points Bingo. out of that metro area in order to uh, to push us over the line when it comes to these statewide races yep um but it's it's more than that it, it's it's the moral obligation to provide people with an alternative that works in their lives walter hudson uh if you wind up running you're getting the endorsements definitely talk about the race itself and uh, everything that falls off it thanks for coming on today thank you very much thank you northern alliance radio network uh, stay tuned for jack tomzak god bless you all god bless america As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for the Victory Hour, when we will talk politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, Sunday afternoons at 4, here on The Patriot. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. Did you know that the FTC reported a 45% increase in fraud and identity theft claims in 2020? Our increased digital lives and shift to remote work have created easy targets for scammers. Staying safe may feel daunting, but protection for you and your family is easier than you think with Identity Guard. Plus, there's no better time to get started. Identity Guard is offering listeners a free 30-day trial. Visit IdentityGuard.com slash News Talk today for a free 30-day trial. That's IdentityGuard.com slash News Talk. What makes successful investors successful? There are a few traits shared by some of the great ones of our time. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing those attributes and sharing what you can do to set yourself up for success. Wouldn't you like to know if you're on track? Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or you can call them right now with your questions at 855-231-6010.
Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue. Don't resist. Don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's a very AM 12.